Welcome back to Dangerous Frederick. This is episode 109, correct? 109. Yes. Uh, before I jump into it, as always, please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, and donate if you want to help us keep doing this. We just applied for monetization, so we'll see if they approve us. Fingers crossed. And even if they do approve us, that probably won't last very long, but whatever. <laughs> still cool. Still pretty cool. With all that said, and a big thank you to everyone. Uh, we are joined today by a good friend and Twitter mutual of ours, although we haven't met in person, a based gender critical gay man. I don't know if you want to identify that way. How do you identify? <laughs> that's that's pretty close. Yeah, I would add that to my list of identity traits. Sure. Yeah, Storm Robinson. Storm, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is going to be an exciting conversation. And you've been on a live stream before, so this is not technically your first time on dangerous rhetoric but this is your first like formal conversation with us so yeah correct i was just saying this is like my first like formal podcast so like other than uh, the live streams you guys have had me on uh yeah first time ever like doing a podcast so that's happy you guys uh yeah you guys asked me a long time ago and i've just kind of like been kicking the can down the road because i've been nervous about it so <laughs> no, <laughs> but I, I thought yeah this is a good one to kind of start out with so well happy you guys have had me thrown yourself a little more out into the public political social commentary sphere <laughs> now so i guess yeah. it's appropriate for you to be doing podcasts and we're going to talk about some of that you know you went out on the streets in california and covered some of the protests going on during a trans day of visibility correct it yeah. was that day, right or was it vengeance the next day it was it was uh yeah i thought uh, yeah i mean this one was particularly advertised as the vengeance day but um yeah it seemed kind of loosely organized you know what i mean like i think some cities had had it where the first was going to be the day of vengeance but this yes. one like this the flyer for this one specifically said you know trans day of vengeance but okay uh, yeah i was under the impression it was march 31st was the day of visibility and we were we were up in vermont during that uh doing our own oh, thing cool so we'll talk about that too and then april 1st was supposed to be the day of vengeance but apparently a lot of them had canceled their event because people were being mean even though yeah. you made the day of vengeance <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous okay so before we get into that stuff the meat and potatoes i want to get a little backstory on storm robinson like who is storm robinson where were you born where did you go to school where did you study yeah um i'm mostly like i'm literally kind of a nobody right like, like, like storm robinson is just like a dude that has like a desk job um you know and i studied economics like so that should tell you that i'm a pretty boring person Economics um, interesting it can be nobody is it a can nobody. be sure but everybody uh, somebody <laughs> i kind of like i like to be kind of a nobody like i like you know like i'm not an activist i don't want to be an activist i'm not like you know what I mean? I'm literally just a dude with a Twitter account that kind of got like, I don't know, wrapped up into, not even wrapped up, just like, you know, a voice inside of the gender critical side of things. Hold on, I just dropped my douche box. <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean, wrapped up, I guess, is one way to put it. I, I think I would say you're someone who felt passionate about stuff you were seeing happening in the world that you felt you needed to say something about and there's courage in that and if anything we need more people who view themselves as the average joe types to be doing that that's the only way we're going to make any kind of headway in in all of this yeah sure um yeah you know i think that's probably probably true um 
and that's kind of why you know I don't mind talking about it. I think it does need to be talked about, and you know, as gay men, I think we have a little bit of privilege to talk about it. So, you know, like you know, my background is not really related to anything activism or gay rights. You know, I've kind of just been like this dude that's you know of like a millennial and had all my rights kind of handed to me. It was just like a personal journey of learning to accept myself and coming out. I didn't have to kind of ask the world to accept me or tolerate me. Uh I find that most, you know, at least in the United States here, like, and especially in California, but even from being from the Midwest, I found like, you know, most people are cool. Um, And I've always appreciated that. So I'm like, you know, uh, you know, I think that's, that's great that we can be in this position, but um, what kind of got me speaking on the gender critical thing was, you know, during COVID, uh, I ended up on Twitter just because every other platform had either completely like, you know, shadow banned me or, yep. or banned me. And I'm just kind of like a reply guy on on, on the news mostly, right? Um, so I ended up on Twitter and um, I was not a fan of the pandemic policy. So it was mostly just my way to like scream into the void um, and make jokes and, you know, do just shit talk like I like to I just like to shit talk on the news mostly yeah. um, that's how we found because we were doing the same exact thing same all thing. I'm doing is right it's like I just want to make make fun of like what I see like pretty much why I go on the internet is just to make fun of shit and hopefully say something funny and if not like make funny reactions you know what I mean but um yeah so I was like it was like the peak of COVID and I was um we just kind of had begun networking with like a bunch of moms who were like the only people I feel like were brave enough to speak out against like things like mask mandates and uh-huh. you know vaccine shit and I, I don't sorry if I can't say those words I don't want to like bark you guys down in the rankings and stuff so trying to be cognizant of that but um you yeah, know so I was like I was just kind of against all of like I'm not against vaccines I'm not against masks but I just I am against mandates and like like I personally don't want either of those for for myself right like for and but I don't care what you do but I just found that like moms were like the people who were brave enough and willing enough to stand up and so you know they they eventually kind of started networking with me and I ended up with group chats with them and you know I would see conversations about what was going on in schools obviously because that's a big that's a big topic even with the mask thing and as gender ideology kept getting pushed and stuff I guess kept seeing things like LGBTQ plus and all of this and you know, like at one point I said to them, I was like, you know, it's not really LGB. Like that's always been here. It's just like what, you know, this TQ plus stuff has kind of started showing up. And I think it's really should be separated. And it was just like a thought I had, like, I've never cared about this conversation. I've always thought it was kind of stupid. Um, you know, I just, I've never wanted to be part of it. I thought like, this is just such like a niche, weird conversation, the whole gender thing. Um, and so it was just like something that never interested me. And I like one day just made a tweet in passing kind of like, like after I had noticed that this, this, you know, like gay people were being associated with like this gender ideology that was starting to show up in schools. And I said something just like kind of facetiously and sarcastic, like, you know, like what a time to be alive when gay people have to stick up for straight people who like literally just want to send their kids to school, you know, without having like the rainbow shit shoved down their throats. And like, obviously I didn't say that, but like, it blew up and like it was the first time anybody had ever read any of my tweets. I'm pretty sure like I normally was just like a literally just a reply guy, you know, kind of a troll and it blew up and everybody's like, like, you know, you need to say more on this and thank you for speaking up and all that. And I was like, is this really like, I thought this was just like an issue that people yeah. like, I thought most people were based in reality and they just realized like, yeah, you know, like let, 
me, I'm like a live and let live. So I just didn't, you know, they, I didn't care. I don't care what adults do. I don't care how you live your life. So it was just a completely uninteresting topic for me to be in. Um, and it was only like when I realized that it was kind of becoming in schools and I accidentally like spoke up. And so, like I said, like I got a lot of really nice positive feedback from that, but I also got like a lot of shit, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of shit. And it was the first time that I've like ever gotten like, you know, like, I don't care, but like, it was just very vile. And I was like, wow, this is like the worst homophobia I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like online internet bullies, like these TQ plus kids, you know? So I just like followed up on that, like with sarcastically with like LGB and the scissors TQ plus sort of stuff. And I, you know, I don't know, they just, it was kind of funny to troll the haters for a while <laughs> yeah. um, until they got serious. You know what I mean? So I was just having fun. And then I ended up in this conversation. Um, but yeah, no, my background is not really like, you know, I, like I'm not an expert in this. I'm not a journalist. I I don't even like I'm not a I'm not a citizen journalist. I don't I certainly don't see myself that way. And I think like I mean today was the first time I realized that you know I had to ever say that to somebody. It's like I'm not a journalist. I don't want to be a journalist. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a dude with a Twitter account. Um, you know. So so I think uh, yeah, like my background is not really even relevant to like why I ended up at a protest or anything. Um, my background's just pretty basic. I'm a pretty chill dude. You know, I get accused of being like this right-wing extremist on the internet. But like, I just think I'm funny and I'm actually kind of lean left. Like I'm a middle of the road dude. Like I don't buy into horse shit. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not like, I just don't buy into horse shit. So like the gender thing never sat with me, but I never had a problem with how people live their lives. And then I made a comment, like an innocuous comment on the internet. And then they, they were just so vile that I was like, well, fuck you guys. Like, I'm, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to drag you along a little bit just because it's entertaining. And then, like, you know, by the time they started, like, calling my work, I was like, okay, well, this is yeah. bullshit and it's we'll, personal now. We'll, so. get in, we'll get into that stuff. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're moderate. Brent and I are fairly moderate politically ourselves. Uh, I lean conservative on some issues. Other issues, I'm maybe a little more liberal. And, I'm full ultra mag. I'm normal. Yeah. And let's comment on your, like, Matrix classes, too. We just didn't even address that. It's bright. Like, my eyes are watering behind <laughs> here. Oh, People gosh. are probably looking just like, <laughs> wearing me. This, this light is so bright. There's a lot of light in here, people. It's very bright. I need to get some. Of do the you guys have like? Do you have like those ring lights? Is that it's like the the bright stage light? Flat panel. Yeah. I have it set oh, to okay. like the warmest setting, so it's like candle-ish. But you know. Oh oh oh! It has the colors. It sends like it's warm. That's I'm nice. Sweaty. My hair is long. It's yeah, it's it's been getting hot. I, just, I like to, I like but to hide behind the matrix. You're in California, so you're probably used to the used to the heat. We're over here and it's just not this year yeah. we're getting like we're like an arctic zone this year it's crazy oh, wow. it's been the coldest winter of my life but it just started you guys here we're like mid 60s low 70s right now so to recap mm -hmm. you're a normal guy who decided i'm gonna, well i'm gonna speak out about some of the stuff that's happening in regards to the mandates and and the craziness that was happening during the lockdowns and the COVID policies and you also accidentally kicked the hornet's nest when it came to the TQ plus movement or ideology, we'll say. And this was something that you didn't even realize was, at first at least, was as big of an issue as it is. And then suddenly these parents start coming and supporting you because obviously the first people who are going to be concerned with this stuff are going to be parents if it's beginning to seep into schools and the mainstream in the way that it is and then suddenly it dawns and you're like wow this is actually like a bigger issue than i realized and 
Uh, Brent and I kind of have a similar story, although we came onto this earlier and really my breakthrough moment for the whole gender queer and all that stuff and the pronouns was was Jordan Peterson when Jordan Peterson got canceled in 2016 for speaking out against Bill Wow C 2016 yeah. I, I see like yeah I'm like so oh, late to this I had no as idea early yeah. as that you know when he spoke out against Bill C16 and and compelled speech and all of that happening in Canada and just the response to that that happened with him and then he did those interviews with Joe Rogan. I think the first one was in 2017. And everyone, go back and watch that first episode Peterson appeared. Prophetic. Uh, prophetic. <laughs> Everything he said would happen, happened for the most part. You know, he said this issue was going to become bigger. It was going to spill out of the universities into the mainstream culture. And that it, it, it would turn into what it is now. You're seeing these radicals now spilling out into the streets and they're erasing biological sex. They're trying to compel people to speak a certain way. And they're trying to get people fired from their jobs and even fine and all that stuff. Like they're passing laws where you can't misgender people and, and all of this crap. So like we, we saw it coming. And then I think what happened was when the lockdowns happened, it created an, an explosion of this stuff because they locked yeah. the entire generation of young people in their homes where all they had was access to the internet and they weren't going outside anymore. And a lot of them probably became more socially awkward. They probably had issues already that got um, exacerbated and they end up on Tinder and they end up on TikTok and they <laughs> find this stuff, you know, and that's why we found like this huge explosion of, of, people identifying as trans and non-binary from 2020 onward. And I yeah. think that's a big part of it. And that's why it kind of accelerated the process. I, at least that's what it seems to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. Um, you know, uh, definitely during the pandemic, it became more prominent. I guess like, you know, a lot of people talk about peaking and I, I have a personal like problem with that the word term peaking because i'm never sure like i've had lots of things that peaked me like p-i-q-u-e peaked you know what i mean but i don't know that i've ever been like peaked you know like a like a mountain peak where people talk about like the issue but i it definitely never i guess it's wrong to characterize it to say like it just like i realized like oh the issue is huge like i knew it was a culminating issue i just always i i think i actively tried to avoid it because i didn't want to be associated with it you know sure. what i mean because like um Sorry. like i just you know like i'm just like a gay dude you know what i mean like and uh i'm just living my life like i don't i don't you know what i mean like i just didn't want to be associated with like the the gender thing and I, like i even in college like i ended up with like a ton of anthropology courses that i took because they fit into my schedule so um you know like i'm no stranger to the concept of sex and gender and i'm totally cool with it like my brother was actually way ahead of me on, like he's a shit poster too and he was way ahead of me on like when the bathroom bills were coming along in 2015 and i just thought this is so stupid like this applies to nobody almost you know what i mean and like like we shouldn't even be talking about this. It was kind of my 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 thing on it. But I remember having a couple conversations with him where I would actually defend, like, oh, you know, if they identify as a woman, like they're saying it as in gender, and you know, fine, like they're transgender, not transsexual. And I was always like, that's that's a fine compromise with me. Like, if you want to, you know, if your gender is woman, but you are cool with the fact that your sex is male and you shouldn't be competing against women in sports, like, cool, do your thing. 
I have no problems with it. You know what I mean? But I wasn't in tune to like a lot of the other issues until like, you know, I guess I had another uh, peaking moment where uh, I was out to a, a gay bar and like totally drunk off my ass, admittedly. Um, but I ended up getting thrown out of the bar because I called a transgender woman, a dude, not a dude, but dude. Um, and just said like, it, I, it, like she kept touching me and I was like, you know, I, generally I don't want to be touched. Like, I just, I'm not a touchy person. Like if I don't know, you don't touch me. You know what I mean? Like it just makes me uncomfortable. Um, and so like, I finally said, dude, you got to stop touching me. Don't touch me. And um, it just, it blew up. Like she kept screaming, like he's misgendering me, dude, dude. And so the gays around me were like, dude, he, not cool, dude, that, not cool. Right? You see what he did there? He took the offense of touching you inappropriately yeah. without your consent yeah. and flipped yeah. it. He did the narcissistic reversal and flipped it into something that you did back because you used the word dude. Yeah, totally, totally. And I ended up getting kicked out. Like, I mean, I just could not like, I couldn't defend myself. It was ridiculous. There was like three or four other dudes that were like, you know, around being like, no, this guy, he's not cool. He's not cool. Cause you know, I was like, fuck that. I'm like, I call everybody dude, you know, like trying to defend myself. Yeah. Um, but again, like I was drunk off my ass too. Like, so I just wanted to close my tab and get out of there. Um, and I told her about it and everybody was like, this is, well, this is essay, I guess I'll say. And I was like, it's for me, it's, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm a dude, I'm a grown ass man. I can handle myself. Like, I'm not accusing, it was inappropriate. You know what I mean? And so like, but that was a moment. I was like, that, yeah, it's inappropriate. But like, you know, I, I also think of, I think of trans women, like, or I did, like right up until recently i had just i didn't care you know what i mean but I, like i ultimately most i just didn't know about autogynophilia or anything but i thought of them as gay men who are just extremely flamboyant like i never thought of them as women i still don't <laughs> and like that's what i thought of this trans woman um you know who was passing enough or it feels natural for me to use she her pronouns whatever i don't you know i don't care so it just kind of falls out that way so i'll use it um but that was a big moment i was like well this is okay you know what i mean that's kind of not cool like i'm an actual gay dude and i'm a really chill dude you know like i might not seem like it on twitter because i like i think i'm funny and so i'm kind of an asshole sometimes but it's just to be funny but like i am a really chill dude like and so i was just kind of like shocked i was like holy shit me thrown out of a bar <laughs> i guess it's kind of cool but like well, you know like la i mean yeah 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 that's that's true we have a friend who got kicked out of uh brooklyn bars because i mean was... we can say who that is he talked about it on the show so Ch chadwick moore he's a frequent guest on tucker oh Club. yeah okay yeah, yeah i know him well, i know of him a couple of uh <laughs> he's, brooklyn bars he's banned from like all his local bars basically where he lives in brooklyn like he can't go in there they really it's because he goes on tv and they know who he is and it's like oh you're the traitor gay like you're the gay conservative you're a traitor they wow serve him yeah holy yep. shit i didn't realize that i mean he's yeah he's kind of like he's like an editor or publishes stuff though that right like i mean he has actually yeah, like a name writer. so i guess people runs, would know him um, outspoken usa yeah but, yeah that's what it is okay kind of a play off of um out magazine which he used to write um, profile pieces for an out magazine is a gay lefty leaning yeah i did not i didn't realize so, that connection well his whole story was like he he wrote a profile piece about milo yiannopoulos and it was like a balanced thing he wasn't praising him he wasn't hating him either though and i guess they just didn't want him to write about him at all so when people when that piece came out like a bunch of people were really they don't like platforming. yeah so a lot of his friends yeah a lot of his friends stopped talking to him 
And I think it was after the pussy march happened in Washington where he finally like was like, all right, I'm done with the left. And he wrote a, a piece for New York Post where he came out, he came out as, as, a, as a gay conservative. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then he got straight up canceled after that. Like, oh, that was his yeah. like big viral yeah, moment. Yeah, that was his big moment. I think that was 2017, I yeah. believe. 17. Yeah. So then he ended up on Tucker, and then him and Tucker became friends, and he's like a frequent guest who goes on there. But yeah, he can't go in the bars in, in his neighborhood. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's where we are. And I guess like, I mean, the Brooklyn bars are probably, I mean, right, right like neighborhood bars that you can't go into. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, okay. very hipster over there, especially Williamsburg. Very hipster over there. Manhattan, they don't care. Yeah, Manhattan, they might not know. They'll him. take your money yeah. for your eighteen dollar cocktail and your seven dollar. They might not even year. recognize him over here, but because <laughs> he lives over there, I think it's. I got you. People know who he is and all that stuff, but yeah. yeah, that's that's insane, man. That that happened to you, and the fact that you were basically, you could say, sexually harassed and. This person flips that on you as because you're, you're, dude. you're the one who harassed yeah. them for calling them dude, not a dude, just dude, like the general classic borderline general behavior. Dude. Yeah, I yeah, and, and like to be to, uh, to be totally clear, like I do not, I don't feel sexually harassed. I don't like you know what I mean. I just don't want to be. Doesn't touched, matter. You know what I mean, they were touching like, you. Yeah, you to, I mean, I, I get it that it is, and then for some people that is, you know what I mean. I have different boundaries, and like, yeah, like I said, I'm a grown ass man, so I, I don't want anybody to think I'm calling anybody. No, I get anything it. other than obnoxious, but like, you know what I mean? I was like, holy shit. Stupid. Well, not just that. You, still, you should be able to say, don't touch me and have them stop touching you. Hey, well, also, I should be able to say dude to anybody. Like, dude is fucking general neutral. Yes, and like, I mean, you know, I recall, like, I call my mom dude. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're not going to, it falls out of my face. I can't help it. Like, you know what I mean? Everybody is dude until you're not. Like, it's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so you have a nickname. You're probably dude. You're probably dude. Yeah. You're not the only one who talks like that. So two weeks ago, or yeah. do you want to, I want to fast forward to this stuff. Uh, yeah. Let's get into that stuff. Um, um, although, you went out to the actually, street. I think before we get into this, oh. we should get into what happened where you started to get more harassment on your Twitter page. And this was this was before you went out on the street, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, totally. Like, I've never – well, He's I mean – like, getting canceled on yeah, Twitter but, for, like, like, eons. Where you had people actually yeah. get so pissed by something you tweeted. And I'm trying to remember what it was. They had your account. I am, too. Uh, it happens quite a bit. But, like, at one point, like – it went by a really big account. Yeah, yeah. And somebody had like, I don't even think it was that bad. I, I mean, maybe somebody can pull it up. I can't remember. But at one point when the trials were pissed at me or the TRAs were pissed at me, it was like, uh, maybe the end of August, early September. You know, that's when they started hitting up my coworkers on LinkedIn and called my work and all this, um, you know, which is just, it, it's just frustrating because you know I make powerpoints for a living let me let me have my fucking powerpoints you know what I mean um, <laughs> like I literally make charts like call me if you need help making a chart I'm really yeah. good at it yeah, like that's like literally all I do uh don't try to cancel me because I have opinions which I just think are funny uh, you know what I mean mostly just funny yeah but also uh, all this the stuff lovely, isn't even opinions it really is just getting. reality you're not uh, you're not allowed <laughs> to state reality anymore yeah okay some of these actually kind of make me laugh the, the Mexico thing okay the Mexico thing I said like thinking thinking nobody would pick it up because like I kind of feel like nobody picks up Nobody picks up any tweets unless they're gender critical, but like the Mexico thing finally took off and I was like, perfect. This is hilarious. Like, I just, I know ex like what I said wasn't funny. 
even though I would like to, I think Baja should be ours. It'd be cool. Um, you know what I mean? But I just said it because I think the reaction would be funny and the reaction turned out to be hilarious. I, like, I don't regret it. That's funny to me, right there. I was like, cracked me up. The only thing I wish I would have swapped South Yosemite for West Florida. Oh, West Florida would have been good. Been but fun. even like, I mean, other than that, like, I think even like, I realized like, I didn't realize there was so much like wokeism in Mexico, but like, I do appreciate the fact that they just make really crude jokes. Like a lot of the quote t- tweets look really, really harsh. You know what I mean? But I think it's funny. Like, yeah, I like when people rag. I think it's like a. You know, it's like roasting. I think it's great. Like, it's, the sicker you can be, the better for me. So, like, when people tell me to off myself, it doesn't does nothing for me. I don't want to. It you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, sometimes it's well played and funny, but and like, I think the, I think Mexico did a great job at that. But. I love it when they get mad. I I love telling them that their tears are delicious, and I love responding mm-hmm. with gifts. Like when they start saying horrible things, I just hit them with memes, yeah. And then I'll block, you know, I'll just like do a gift, I, I and then them, if they sure. want to go back and forth, I'll I just block. E- either they get a hard ignore or just a meme quote tweet of some sort. Just like this. I wish I could meme. I'm such a shitty meme. I want to learn how to gift, like reply with those funny gifts. I just every time oh, it's a I have a cache. Let of me show them. you the website. Yeah, just get a well, you can make your it's own image but- flip forward slash meme generator you can make your own but also if you see ones you like that are funny reaction images just save them and have a folder of these reaction images so you can search all the memes here like one of my favorite is magatu so i've been looking for this because i want to like i want to up my meme game so hot right now doing meme lessons right now so you know back on topic of it so they they really swarm on you they start contacting your job and people your co-workers you know people who work with you and i recall they they even went and like found your instagram and started dropping comments on your posts like on the post of your dog's birthday they just started dropping comments nasty comments on there and you're just like post of my dog dog's birthday <laughs> yeah oh that thing pissed me off like you can't piss me off on the internet like you can't offend me uh i think i got offended once actually and i was like no, i called the guy out on it and i felt stupid for it but like you can't offend me but you can make me like just be like my dog okay like come on it's my dog like it doesn't offend me but it's like that's super low to go after my dog so when this guy showed up on my instagram which is i like people do it all the time now it doesn't whatever you know what i mean whatever i don't care um, but like, what? you show up on my Instagram and reply under my dog's birthday photo to tell me like I'm a transphobe. Cool. I don't care, buddy. But like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Weird yeah, placement. I thought. It is um, weird too, because it shows that they had to make that extra effort that they were, they were so upset about stuff you tweeted about on Twitter that they went to go look for you on your other social media. So they yeah. can tell you just how much they hate you. I think also because like I am nobody like my Twitter like kind of blew up in the last year like a year ago maybe under a year ago literally had no followers like maybe 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 500 um, and they were bots probably Um, you know and I had had my Twitter account since like 2013 or Oh no! Like since 2009, I was like 13 years old when I lost it. Suspended for a while too. I yeah, I was suspended when I. That's when I finally got like super pissed, and I thought like I am going to be an activist, and I bought a website and all this other shit, and I was like, well, you can't silence me and all this, and then I kind of got, I kind of got scared to move forward with it because like yeah, like I do have like a professional career that I have to protect to some degree, and at some point, you know, like maybe I won't work where I do where, yeah, I mean, so I was like, I got a little bit scared to actually move forward with it, but. When I got like canceled from Twitter, 
and I was just like, oh, fuck you guys. Like, this is crazy. Cause like, I haven't even said anything crazy, like ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not hateful. Like I resent that notion, but anybody would say I'm hateful. Like I am an asshole. Yes. I, I own that too. Like, and I think I'm funny and I will continue to be a funny <laughs> asshole and I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about it, but I'm not hateful. Like I don't hate anybody. I really don't. Like I think transgenderism is bullshit, but I fully support somebody's right to transition. Um, if you're a consenting adult, like I think it's cool. Uh, you know what I mean? But like, I'm not hateful. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? A friend of mine came to me, if a friend of mine came to me and said like, I want to transition, I probably wouldn't be supportive in the way that, you know, people say you should affirm and be supportive. You know, I'd probably say you should like, think about something else. Say? Like, but like, I would push back and I'll I, say, are you absolutely sure? And then I would start whipping out the photos which and the data. You cut well, first, girl. The data. And I'd be like, look, this is what hormones do to you. This is, this is what the surgeries are like. These are all the complications that could arise. And this stuff is yeah. irreversible. Are you absolutely sure that this is what you want to do to yourself? And if they view that as hateful and they get mad at me, I'll say, well, I'm your friend and I'm telling you this because I'm your friend. And if you don't like that, then that's too bad. Go find yes men and people who are going to just. Right. Yeah. The yes men thing is, that's a really good point. Like it's sometimes, like sometimes saying no is the biggest act of love somebody can do Absolutely. for somebody. Right. Absolutely. Like, and especially like from a parenting or a mentor standpoint. Yeah. And so if, if somebody, if somebody came to me and nobody has ever come to me, like luckily none of my friends have ever come to me and say, I want to transition. But if somebody did like, like I am like a, you should get dirt in your blood kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like that's the way that I think a lot of problems are solved is you're just not touching the earth enough. Like come back down to earth. Yeah. Like, you know, our skin is meant to be broken and get some fucking dirt in it. You know what I mean? And like realize like, Oh, we're on this earth. Like this is our only, like, this is what we have to do. Right. Is like get through life like this and like everything, like, anything from like literally ring lights to like Botox, I kind of think is like a vanity. And so like, obviously transgenderism is not going to be something I'm going to be supportive. If you come to me as a friend and be like, I want to do this, you know what I mean? But I'm not hateful. I don't give a fuck. At the I end of the day, if I march, right. Like if I march your ass up a mountain and like talk to you for like four hours while we do it and you get dirt in your blood and at the end of it, you still want to go do it. I'm going to say, go to fucking do it. And if somebody's mean to you for it, I'm going to be your friend and still tell them to not be mean to you. Right. Like, like, I'm not hateful. I don't, like, I think that's a stupid way to find happiness, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, do what you want. Like, yeah. and so what am I, anyway, so, like, again, when my Twitter account got suspended for, like, just talking shit, literally just talking shit, not, you know what I mean? Like, I, who am I? Nobody should even take my opinion seriously, right? Like, so when that got, when that happened, I, you know, I did feel a little more mission-driven and a little more, like, you know, it, it, I am nobody, but like I have my voice and I don't care if anybody hears it, but I want the ability to use it. Right. And so when I got suspended from Twitter, I felt, I felt like totally silenced and I felt, I hate this word, but I felt disenfranchised, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I was just like, this is, this is bullshit. Like now it's bullshit that you people, like you called my work and I kind of ignored it. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've just talked, you found me on different platforms and like all this other stuff and you like verbally abuse me and I don't care. But like when you tell me I can no longer speak or just like even make fun of a state of society, then it becomes personal. You know what I mean? And so when that happened, I was like, fuck this. Like, I, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna let this happen. And so now I am a little bit more like, I, I feel a little more vested in the issues. Um, you know what I mean? And not to a point where I think like, I still don't consider myself an activist or anything like that, but I do think like, Oh, it is important to, to talk about this. And I realize like most of the time I just talk about it on Twitter 
Um, but like, that's where public conversation happens and people can call me, you know, like, like just an internet troll or I'm trying to think of what they called me earlier today, but you know, like you can just say, it's not like, it's nothing of substance to tweet on the yeah. internet and like, that's fine. I'm going to like, that's my only voice. So I'm going to push back against that notion a little bit. Um, I think if you're putting your name and your face behind what you're saying, there's some, sub thing, there's right? some substance there. First of all, and second of all, moving on to the what we're about to talk about, you physically put yourself out there and not even in an activist sense, you don't have to say that, but to confront or at least document and to see what are these people like to witness on the street. To witness. Literally and to witness. I got it's on that like, before too. It's a it's yeah. a scary thing. You don't know what could happen. You could definitely I didn't know it was scary. I literally basically I've walked out before. Like, you know what I mean? I've lived in Hollywood during the BLM riots. Like, so I've walked yeah. out there before and I just wanted to see. I just wanted to yep. see if it was the same sort of movement. And it it it, it wasn't. Well, you got a million views on yes, this. But what, I, what I'm gonna say is substance to what you're doing and saying in my opinion because you have skin in the game that's what i like to call it skin in the game. but it was a total accident i didn't mean to I, like but what started happening i was like well, of course i posted it it, matter, like, you know what i mean not being but so humble you're being humble you're being modest and i appreciate it but the <laughs> i'm is, not being humble or modest like i'm just trying to like my point you know what i mean like i just want people to know that like i really have no skin in this game you do have and this is the way people do this shit like and i think that's that's crazy you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. I'm going to give you guys, let me give them some I'm, volume. I'm giving you your props. Let me give you your props. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Let me shut up for a second. You, you have skin in the game, man. You do. Like, you went out there. You've risked your, your neck. You've had people contact your job and try and get you fired. You put your name and your face behind your voice and what you say. And you stepped into the arena. You have skin in the game, you know? And I, I now, take, I suppose. You do. And I take that more seriously than people who say hide behind anonymous accounts or who just tweet things, but they don't do anything else, you know, to, to physically put yourself out there, to actually document what's happening, to put yourself in danger, to almost lose your job. Like um, maybe start, can you give us a little context? Like what was game. happening here? Um, yeah. So this is Highland, uh, Hollywood and Highland. It looks um, like they took over the intersection. Yeah, this is like the like the main intersection in downtown Hollywood, right? Like, so this is how you connect to the 101. This is a Friday evening, so it's like rush hour. Um, and it's a huge tourist spot. And the reason they chose this spot is because the city of LA doesn't require you to have a permit to initiate some you know, like a public action or something. So you see like a lot of people with like, you know, religious signs and, you know, small protests and stuff. Uh, but this is kind of out of the ordinary. Uh, I say that reluctantly because during the pandemic, this intersection was overtaken all the time during BLM stuff, which, which, like, not to go off on a tangent, but I will say that I, I went and looked at BLM riots as well, which were more energetic and in the beginning felt very authentic and real. Um, and I was never treated this way, right? Like, I was just the same sort of observer then as I was here. And so that's all I was doing is I walked over to Hollywood and Highland, which I live like two blocks from. Um, and they had taken over the intersection. Again, this is all unpermitted, but it was clearly really organized. If you look through the footage, you'll see a few key people that are like leading the chance, allowing the buses through, which is cool. But like, it's like clearly just be because socialism, which was like, whatever, okay, let the buses through. But like, what was odd is like, 
it seemed like the police and the metro, like, I don't know if they're police or what they are, but the people that work for the, the transit authority, they seem to not interfere as long as the buses got through. So it was almost like an agreement between LAPD and the protesters that they would allow them to shut down the intersection as long as the buses got through. So that's kind of what you're seeing here. Is oh, okay. This is just like the beginning when they're organizing the action and come to find out they were going to march down to the police station later. Oh, but this is just like... I have some things to say about the police because it was more than not interfere. So go back to that other video, Brent. I want to talk about that person in the other video who appears in another video that Andy No shared on his Twitter profile recently. Um, that one. Yeah. So this person, mm -hmm. this person appears in another video participating in an assault, basically, on someone else documenting what was happening there and the police literally stood by and did nothing so you can see him the guy waving his hands around with the um <laughs> the afghan looking headdress and in the bandana that i'm pretty sure that is the same, same exact dude. person they have the same exact face same voice this is a low-res video oh right, there it goes and you'll when see when is this is this recent or is this like this well i think this was after Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's West Hollywood. Like, they they yeah. basically let the mob assault this guy. Go back. You missed the punch. When Which was this? This is the guy right in front of the cop. Right in front of the cop. Oh, yeah, the that's totally him. That's definitely him. Or them. She, it. Them. That's it. a him. It's a him. I just wait. Right. Um, go back to the beginning. There's no sound on it? Can we use I mean, sound? Yeah, there's sound. <laughs> So I'm gonna show what the cop says. Oh! And he just says, "Hey, hey, stop fighting! Are you kidding?" I literally saw someone get assaulted in front of him. Does nothing to try to arrest that person at all. And then. Pull up the other clip. Go to Sam. That's that's gonna be that's the sheriff's department too. That's not even LAPD because it's West Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. Watch, watch this one now. That's no. Keep scrolling. Go all the way up actually to the beginning. Yeah. There's a whole thread. It's the top thread. Yep. And scroll down a little bit. A little bit. That one's funny too. The guy's just like dancing around but i'm pretty sure this is that same protester in your video and in your video you can hear this guy say uh a block he says look at this oh look at this. he's scared look at that and they took his phone oh fucking umbrellas man mary poppins out there and then they destroy its phone and he's screaming for help to the police no one does anything Stop fighting, stop fighting. Stop fighting. That's not a fight. Wait, like, what are you, like a school teacher? Like, stop fighting? Come on, buddy. Stop wow. fighting, stop fighting. Like, like, literally gets assaulted and you just stop fighting, stop fighting. Destroyed his property. That wasn't a fight. That was an assault and it happened right in front of them. Crazy. That's crazy. Uh, if somebody had, so like... If somebody had stolen or had touched any of my property, man, I probably would have lost it because that's 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 nuts. Like that's crazy. Is yeah, yeah. 
I didn't even know that happened. What is yeah. what event is this? Is this that like that? This is recent. Yeah. Looks yep. like on the fifteenth. Yeah. So this was after your footage, and oh, in, yesterday. Your, in your okay. footage too, you hear that Troon say, um, "A uh, block up." Oh uh, yeah. This up. is at a West Hollywood uh, drag mm -hmm. story hour thing. But you hear the Troon in your footage too. Uh, says, "Block up, block up," and he's telling his comrades to put your black block up to cover your faces. To conceal yourself. Oh, yeah. block up, block up. Okay, that's what that means. All right. Yeah, I heard that a lot. Yep, that's what they're saying. They're saying cover yourself. Yeah, cover, cover yourself face. because yep. we're gonna do illegal things. We're gonna now. do illegal things, you know. And they'll they'll try to be like, oh well, you we don't want anyone to you know record our identities or whatever. And they might even use the code yeah. as an excuse. But it's like, no, you you want to do illegal stuff, and you don't want people to know who you are. Oh, 100 percent. It was said on like on the flyer for the. Um, you know, the protests that I walked up to, it, I mean, it totally said, like, wear a mask to protect your identity. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, like, it's not, it's definitely not a COVID thing. It's a, it's a yeah. protect your identity thing. And they make so, it seem yeah. like they need to protect their identity from us, as if we're the people who are going to go and document them and, and share their identity. We don't do that. We show our faces. They're the okay, ones. 100%. They take I our pictures and they circulate our identities amongst themselves. That's what they do. <laughs> right. Right, a hundred percent. Like there was kids, there was like a point where, like, where I literally recorded a kid, and like this is when I, I again, I didn't know what to expect, but there, I have a ton of footage of like regular nice people who are like kids who are weird and they're you know trans and queer and whatnot, but like nice people to actually talk to, right? Like, and they were def they were defending me. They were very empathetic. Like they didn't know, you know, that like people were gonna be like like you know surrounding me and whatnot, and they like so like. You know, those kids are, you know, they were, they were fine and they were like nice people, um, totally different, totally different, right, than, than like the people who come and surround you. So um, I don't even remember why I was, got really passionate and wanted to say that, but there were like some nice kids that were, um, you know, trying to defend me and they were different from like Antifa who were yeah. violent and all that shit. Uh, I remember but, they, they were saying, uh, let him, let him go, let him through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were saying like, you know, they're the ones that want to dox us. I mean, like there was like a kid who was like, do you want to see my face? Like I have a ton of footage and like this kid was like, do you want to see my face? And I was like, no, I really don't. Like you're a kid. Um, I don't want to dox anybody here. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't out to dox yeah. anybody and I could, if I wanted, like I have a fuck ton more footage. Um, you know, but I tried to take the part that told my story. Obviously, I cut out the more boring shit. But like, yeah, you're right. Like people want to to dox, and then they don't like they don't want to be dox. And I tried to make the point like, um, you shouldn't be, and I don't want to. And like, I have that footage, but I didn't release it of the kids. Like, I wasn't there to like, you know, so, go do your thing. It's protest. So this is footage of us. This is footage of us at a drag queen story hour event mm. that Brent and I went to. Uh, last month in March and you know yeah, you know dropped the comment on my post and he said did you notice the Antifa photographers snapping shots of your side it is to add to their dossiers for doxing and harassment it's what they do they do that no kidding they know that wow. we have the balls to actually show our faces and put our names behind what we say and do and they use that against us and then when they cover their faces and their identities they say that we're going to do that to them it's it's projection it's projection wow. they say 
You know, they're afraid. We're which gonna... one is the which one is the pho- photographer that he's talking about in this video? This chick right um, here. She was one of the photographers. Yeah. This guy was also one of their photographers. Oh. Yeah, there were some dudes uh, like that. Right here, my face. Probably one of theirs. Yep, she was. Yeah, I'm wondering now that you say that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, they, they, people... they have, they've already shared my photo and Brent's photo. Not photos they took, but photos they pulled from the internet. Bad photos too. They couldn't even use good photos of us. Um, on New York City, Antifa shared our photos on their Twitter account to their 67,000 followers. Hey, all right, and, I have followers. and they they called us. Uh, I get more engagement. They called three. us far right streamers. And they accuse us of harassing migrants and, you know, supporting people like Brandon Strzok and Project Veritas and to watch out for us. And then they, they tried That's to- That's us. Double we are far. Welcome to the far, far right. right. streamers. And they this tried- the far right. And they tried to dock our location, our neighborhood. That's why I'm wearing glasses, because we're far right now. Yeah. <laughs> far right. Yeah, yeah. With my but rainbow shirt, this is gamer. Look, if anyone knows how <laughs> people operate in their methodologies and their tactics- it is Andy. No, he, no you can he see is this is when we're yelling. I'm yelling at the dude, and you can see she's like getting me. She's oh, yeah, get me. Absolutely. They're like, We're gonna dox and you. This guy's a famous photographer. I'm here. like, Dox me, bitch. Um, I forgot his freaking name. Hold on, let me. Oh, this the black dude. Yeah, he's, yeah, no, he's good though. He's well, based. So, I think. Well, he documents both sides of an event. Pretty so, he'll go to events and he'll document both sides of the, the protests and what's happening. And his, his mm-hmm. photographs, I think, have won awards and stuff. He's he got a lot of good stuff during BLM and great photos. I mean, he caught one of me really. That's what photographers normally do, right? Like they're just there as neutral observers. And well, that, I, that yeah, guy, that guy, theory. that guy is a neutral observer. Right. I can't remember his name. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna remember it later. I'm not thinking about it. But anyway, my uh, my friend uh, saw a photo of me that he took on his page from that event, and he sent it to me in a DM, and he was like, "Is that you?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "That is me." Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh, this wow. is Daniel. Anyway, let's get back well, to the story. He, he caught me all being really angry. So well, I want to pull that up because listen to this. You gotta listen to this. Children. Oh my god, it's so sad. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But if you watch the woman's face, like the right to the left, the, the woman to the left, like she's Just there like, because I think she needs to support somebody, maybe. Like her, but watch her face. She's like kind of uncomfortable the whole time. And I just thought, I thought she was hilarious. She, I don't even know if she's like audibly making any noise. <laughs> she's going through the motion. This was early on in the pandemic, or not the pandemic, in the protest. And I thought, like, I thought this was like what it was going to be. And I was like, fine, obnoxious to block traffic and touch people's cars. But like, you know, I thought, like, oh, cool, here's my funny video for Twitter because this is hilarious and like this should be laughed at. And then shit got wild, right? Like, but this was like right before shit got wild. You want to pull up when shit got wild, Brett? I'm just going down chronological. This is when shit got wild right here. This lady. I forget her name. What is her name? She tells us. She tells us Jasmine somebody. Abdullah. Jasmine Abdullah. I got I feel a bad vibe about you. Yeah. Not with us. You feel like an evil person or something. I was me. (laughs) It's little ginger dude out here with a fucking camera all looking dorky. Like, come on. (laughs) Because you're a white man. They don't like white men. You're a white man, and you actually you're not super femme, so they they find you very intimidating. This is like 
she literally just came up to me out of nowhere like this like this was her approaching me and i have all the uncut footage too like this is obviously cut but she just approached me out of nowhere to oh honey well those those purple leggings are not not okay <laughs> yeah and then she starts trying to bring attention to you to the other people basically oh totally she was like the ringleader of so she she fully had she announces her name like i'm not doxing anybody right like she walked up to me and said i'm jasmine abdullah like she's a fucking celebrity like (laughs) when i finally got around to googling her and nothing came up other than an article about like she was arrested i was like you you don't have it like you don't even have a wikipedia link like who the fuck are you you know what i mean like don't walk up to me and be like, do you know who I am without a Wikipedia link? Sweetie, get on Twitter. I don't. Right. And so anyways, like, she walks up to me and does this shit, like, out of nowhere. And I literally was crossing a crosswalk, like, about to head home. And then she started talking to me. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm going where you're going. <laughs> Be careful this man right here. This one. 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 Whatever they're doing in public, that's you're not just in public, you're in downtown fucking Hollywood. Like, you're in the most recorded place on the planet. Like, exactly, you don't want to be seen, don't go to Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, dumbass. I feel like this, they're the the don't record me, don't record me. It's just such a an obvious misunderstanding of what their rights and privileges are in public. You don't have a right to not be recorded in public, and lady, you could block up, block up, lady. You can block yeah, up. No, she she doesn't want to block up. She wants to be somebody. Want, like she, she wants to be somebody. Like oh, the, the way she walked up, all that overweight, shimmering. There's back a video of her later where she's like, "I'll make you go viral on my page, buddy." And, and then you went to her Twitter, and she had like what, like 1,200 followers or something. It's like I don't know. I can't find her on Twitter. I found her Instagram, uh, and like I have like yeah. nobody. Like my Instagram is nothing. You know what I mean? And like I remember that she had like fewer followers than I did, and I was like, but okay, like nothing on my Instagram's ever gone viral. Like I don't think, I don't think anything's going on in yours. You know, but but like no, she wants to be somebody. You know what I mean? She walked up and said her name. So it's not all like, these people do. They all want the attention. That's why they're out there. Yep. It's like hello, <laughs> honey, you're in the street marching for a cause, and I am taking video for the internet. What literally, more do you want? Like literally asking for attention. Yeah, and the thing is, is like you know, like she was kind of cool. Like there, you know what I mean? Like I don't like. She was not nice to me, but she was, she's kind of cool. She said she's out there for her niece. Like her Instagram showed that to be true. Um, you know what I mean? And she, like, there was a couple of times where she smiled at me. Cause you know, I talk a lot of shit and, um, you know, I'd never felt in any danger from any of these people, which, um, Andy, you know, reached out to me afterwards and said that was pretty naive. Um, and I think he's probably right. Especially seeing like just the cell phone thing, getting snapped in front of everybody, but. He is like right. this yeah. is when things started getting weird yeah. here. Um, he is right. This, and, and, from these people, man, he had to go to rehab and, and I didn't know that. I had like he told me that, and I looked it up afterwards. And I was like, they holy shit! I, yeah, up. that's yeah. nuts. Like I had no idea. And like, had I known that going in, maybe I maybe I would have made different decisions. But like, 
I mean, I'm a scrappy dude. I never felt like I was actually trapped. Um, you know, I knew they were trying to, but uh, I wasn't there to cause any problems. So I was just like, whatever. Um, you, you can throw your umbrellas at me and surround me. Um, if I need to get out of here, I'll get out of here. But, uh, you know. All this danger hair. I'm seeing so much danger hair in this crowd. What's like, danger hair? Uh, bright hair? colors, bright color hair. Yeah. So oh, like, this nature, bright color signifies like danger or poison. Oh, <laughs> oh that is funny. Actually, that's funny. I want to, this guy right here coming up. Um, so this was when they started to surround you. Right. And then the footage with the yeah. really pissed me off. That really angered me. I'm like, and, with and the what? making it seem like you're over well, here. Touching we'll get there. Like, well, I mean, we'll get there, but yeah, there's a, there's a clip. I guess I'll move up. So this guy, hold on, go back, go back a little bit. This guy right here, um, the dude with with the mask here. Yeah, this on. guy is the guy, one of the guys that got my uh, Twitter. Oh, Vishal Singh. He's one of the guys that got my Twitter account suspended. He's one of the main organizers here. Ah, um, tiny but now he's, he's not though. Like he only came up to me to that one point, and at one point here, I say to him, "I know you." And then he avoided me the rest of the time. This, <laughs> this little lady just kept saying, "This." I accidentally sound stupid here, but she kept saying something about my camera, and I was like, "It's a three thousand dollar camera," Ooh. like you know, which I just meant to say, like it is, like I didn't mean to be like, "Oh, you know, I bought a three thousand dollar camera." I was saying like, "It's a three thousand dollar camera." Like if you fucking touch it, like I probably will take you to small claims for it. You know what I mean? Like at this point, like I'm just trying to let her know, like, look, if you can't afford to reimburse me, like don't touch it. She was an annoying little shit. I have not figured out who she is, but she was very that guy. Just like a lot of it was just like yeah, they, they try to block you, like in like on Twitter, but in real life. So earlier on, like way back at the beginning of the thing, uh, Hollywood and Highland, like when the guy was in the back of the pickup truck, right around that moment, somebody came up to me, one of these guys, these Antifa dudes with like, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff. And he gave me his card and I have it somewhere. Uh, and I keep forgetting to actually look beyond when I initially looked, but like, they're like a group of volunteers who are like actual professionals and they have a website and all sorts of things. Um, and that's who these guys are. So like, Somehow they're associated with BLM and they, you know, organize these whole protests and then kids come out and kids are just doing their, like, I totally support it. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're doing their democratic thing. They think this is a real issue. It's not right. Right. So like, I, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to seem like make it seem like I'm shitting on any of the kids here who might be in the video. I'm totally not. I don't think of them as the same Shit as the the people who are violent. But like, oh my God, and man. even this chick right here, this chick, her and I became friends at one point because she's like, and like, she's obnoxious, sure. But like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, I don't think everybody's bad. I just think like, this is so crazy that we're in this point because her and I would be friends in real life. They're ideologically she's, possessed, as Jordan Peterson would say. A hundred percent. They're possessed. A lot of them are possessed. And I thought maybe they were possessed on the internet. I didn't think like, this can't be real life. No, but, like, it's real life. It's real, real life. For him, yeah. There's your friend. And actually, it's, 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 worse. it's worse over there on the West Coast for you than it is over here, at least in New York City. Like, like New York City Antifa, the people over here, they're all, they're, they're a all, joke. They're kind of a joke compared <laughs> to the West Coast and Portland. Like Portland. And, oh, Portland is and nuts. LA, really, right? It's like they're way crazier over there. Yeah, there's sure. Cuckoo Bananas Town on the West Coast. Yeah. This guy right here, the guy with that mask on, he's he That's yeah funny. he got it in my face a couple times. 
and definitely like crossed the line in terms of touching and shoving. Um, yeah, he's he's real Antifa-ish. I would like to, I mean, not that I want to dox anybody, but like these people are assholes, and so Dude, I'm so like, they clearly are doing illegal shit. So. Elbow and then a knee, and then it would be fun to watch them scream and run away. That would be entertaining. Yeah. Later on, somebody like literally like uses their bike in front of the cops. Like not as bad as what we just saw yeah. for the West Hollywood thing, but like, yeah, and they like, were totally wow. unable to do what they want. They won't even let you walk to try to just block. Yeah, that's path. that's called kidnapping. Yeah. And if they t- like touch you or detain you illegally, that's that's yeah. I would find it that's grounds for an ass whooping in situations. Right? Like, How's that for some far right? podcasting i would find it difficult in situations like this to uh keep my composure i think so in this video here they're actually listing their demands like so we're right by the police station and down that street there's a barricade of cops and they're actually listing their demands here so the cops are watching them surrounding they're watching them like shove their bike into me there's a cop literally behind me like behind the camera here from this view on a one-story roof so it's like he was like literally 30 feet away and they do nothing which yeah fine you know again i'm a grown-ass man i'm not trying to come off like a like i can't handle myself but like, something what do, we, what do we pay taxes for you know <laughs> yeah, well like i was like i brought up the other videos earlier where they just stood around and did nothing stop fighting stop fighting they're freaking useless i think a lot of them either they just don't care stop fighting Maybe well, they also know that if they were to get aggressive with any of these troons or they're gonna crazies, be, yeah. they're going to be the bad guys. They're going to be the bad guys. But if they look, violently arrest anyone, all of a sudden, they're the well, bad guys. Well, look, do your fucking job. That's all I'm going to say. Do your fucking job. Well, then they're not allowed. If, someone if they do their job now, they will be arrested and prosecuted. Well, then fucking deal with the consequences. I, I don't know what to say. Be a good human being. I don't say. If someone gets assaulted in front of you and your job is to stop that or to arrest the person who did the assaulting, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Los Angeles. I, I guess it's Canada, but like with Billboard Chris uh, in uh, Vancouver, I guess. I think yeah. Vancouver, right? Like, like yep. it was the day of the same day where like, you know, where I got surrounded. Like he actually got physically assaulted and had blood yep. coming off his nose. Uh-huh. And the cops, literally two different cops, like the lady cop and then the dude cop, like both like pretty much laughed in his face. You know what I mean? So it's like. Like it's it's not just even limited to America. It's like oh, no, it's it's apparently worse. all over Western culture. Like you can't fucking it's worse enforce than laws for trans yeah, people. It's, it's crazy. In in the the old Crown Colonies, the UK, the uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, um, New Zealand. Po- it's Parker, worse. It's, this mind virus is far more yeah. advanced, and it doesn't have nearly as many rail guards as we have here. Here we have got you know the Second Amendment. We've got the First Amendment. Uh, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, a lot of like the problem really is the civil rights act. That's kind of made where it's created this like little enclosure now Caveat, yeah. they're trying to, they want to get the gender identity in under the civil rights act, but it identity. hasn't really happened yet. That's a whole other conversation, but, but yeah, Canada is, they are more advanced, far worse. And again, you know, like I said, one of my red pill moments with all this stuff, <laughs> the gender queer trans stuff was what happened to Peterson and he, he saw it 
coming. And Bill C-16 was that first step in that direction for Canada. And after that, it's just like... You had like a fan club like, follow you for yes. like a oh, wild storm. They loved you. So, the, the guy with the long hair. So I have like, I like there's a little bit of nuance with him, right? Like, because he seems very aggressive in all the videos. And I should probably... Like, it was just in the middle of like nothing happening. So I had to cut it out. But at one point, no. I, um, I dropped my uh, lens cap, like for my lens... And I had to reach down to get it. And everybody started like surrounding me and like they were going to take advantage of that. And he like he's the guy that's been up in my face this whole time until now. But he stopped everybody and was like, let him get it. Let him get it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is our relationship here? You know what I mean? Like, so like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I can't make really any sense of that except that like the longer I talk shit because I did just talk shit to him the whole time, mostly. You know what I mean? But like the more kind of compassionate he became towards me. So like, I do want to throw it out that like, yeah, there's like, a, there's a weird human element here, or at least there should be. If this guy and I had found that mutual moment, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, I don't think that everybody hates each other as much as we say. Cause like, well, look, you know what I mean? Like it was just such a weird moment with that dude. Well, we have to remember that even though they're wrong, a lot of these people do truly think that they are doing the right thing, that they are protecting oh, totally. Totally. kids. They're protecting the kids when really it is the opposite. Yeah. They're, they're harming these and, kids. And that's what I saw with a lot of the kids that were there that didn't know. Like a lot of them came up to me and, and like even one person that like um, who had a name I don't want to say, but like turned out we were actually mutuals on Twitter and uh, you know, he's like a really cool dude and, you know, he's there defending me a lot in there, but like, not only just him, but like actual like kids who are there to protest and some adults too, you know, were like, this is bullshit. Like what they're doing to you is bullshit. And like, you know, I got the sense that they didn't know that it was going to be an event like that. It was just like something that's like a social issue they're passionate about. And I support kids. They should do that. Like, I think that's cool. Like, like I said, like I kind of lean left, like I'm a little bit of a hippie. Like I think, I think that's a great display of democracy to go sure, to the in an intersection. Chubby black guys yelling. Like, no, I'll clarify too. I'm fine with protests. <laughs> I've been to protests when I was younger. Like, I understand that. Like, pe young people are passionate about issues they want to. Yeah, protest. exactly. Go do it. Like, even if you look stupid later, go do it. But like, physically, yeah, but like, assaulting, harassing, stopping people from moving, and those things are not okay. Like that's not part of your protest. You can't just you can't just stop someone from going where they want to go, or you can't just bump right. them or assault them. Like those are not legally protected. You have the you have you have the right to peacefully assemble, peacefully assemble to to express your grievances. That's you know peacefully assemble. Exactly. You know, like I probably would have put like almost no footage or video up have had like had none of this shit happen. Like I literally was just going to be like like. Like I said, like, you know, I've been tweeting about this. Shit you great day. material. Yeah, you know, and I was just like, cool, I just want to go see it. And, like, I'll probably post a couple That's pictures. Of yeah, the and then this happened. Yeah, and this was from the guy that, like I said, it was my mutual. And he actually filmed this. Um, and this just demonstrates, like, I, I was there for a good at least 10 minutes. Um, totally surrounded by them. Again, like I like maybe this is a tough guy of me, but like I didn't feel trapped. I did know that they were they wanted me to stay put and not record. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to cause shit. So, like I was kind of being cool, but like, um, like I didn't feel in danger. And maybe that's naive of me, but this is totally inappropriate. I'd say you know what I mean. Um, and this was the tactic the entire time. Um, and there's that lady again who really didn't like my camera. 
uh, and that guy too. Like there's just, there was a lot of veiled threats. Like one guy was like, um, you know, the guy's like, that's your $3,000 camera. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it sort of stuff. Um, why do you feel so safe? Like why, like as if I shouldn't feel safe. Um, you know what I mean? And I did feel safe at the time. It was just like, you know, I lived in Detroit for six years. I don't give a fuck about you people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, come on. But um, people have is bullshit and lies. They like to threaten. They like to cajole because that's what they're, they're cajoles, doing that to get to getting their way. Most are cowards. Yeah. They're most, yeah, like 99% of them are fucking pussies but, with big mouths. But Andy does have a point when he... There is that 1% you know, though. Like there there are some of these people. He's correct when he warned you like... Oh, trust me. Like I, I looked up what happened to him and you know what I mean? And I've seen like the stories. It's just like, but like, you know what I mean? Like Andy's like a, a celebrity reporter. So like, I, you know what I mean? It just, it's almost not real life to me when also, these things happen. Not, so I was like, oh like, shit, this hits close to home when he actually reaches out yeah. and says it. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah like, okay. <laughs> he's told me he worries about me as well. Like, it, cause it's dangerous. If you go out there and you confront some of these people in person, you absolutely can face assault. Like you get, a, you get attacked. You could, you could get hurt. It's very serious. Yeah. And they will do that. Even if we won't do that to them. Although I will say, and I've said it before many times, that if someone runs up on me and they attack me, I am going to fight back. That's me. That's me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not that type. He's a very sweet man. I'm sweet to a point. Give me, then, give me an excuse yeah. to break a kneecap. I'm sweet to I a point. I will step on your knee and yeah. you will scream in pain and All right, you Brent. will go to the hospital. All right, Brett, we get it. I'm just trying to get to know. Don't touch me. I used to be that way, man. I used to be real reactionary, and now I'm old and kind of slow. But like, yeah, I used to be really reactionary. You yeah. just don't even make a fast move at me. No, I'm forty, <laughs> and I'll step on a knee. It's easy. <laughs> Wait, did you say you're forty? Really? Yeah, Brent's forty. What? You, really? Nineteen eighty-two. Wow. God damn! I need to. I need to uh-huh. learn That's to take care of myself. Right. Right. You can't see the line. I'm thirty-two. Yeah. I'll be thirty-three Okay, I would put you in like late twenties, early thirties, so that makes sense. But I would also put you late twenties. I thought I was the old one in the group here. So that's you, grandpa. Yeah, no, I'm grandpa. She's the young one. I I have all the gray hair. He doesn't freaking have any. Yeah. That's because you worry all the time about I'm, I'm more stressed out. I've had a more stressful life than you. You got dark hair. I have a lot of gray hairs that you can't see them because it's ginger, so it just turns white. I have it in the beard. But when I eat, I don't, you can't see it because I shave it. I have it everywhere now. I even have some on my chest. It's just. Oh, that's the only place you can see mine. It's like crazy. Like seven long chest gray ones. I'm assuming we're around the same age. You're like your mid thirties, right? Or Yeah, I'm 30, 34. Yeah, probably 35 this summer. We're around the same generation. Baby. I look like I'm the oldest one here. (laughs) Spring tickets running around here. But yeah, you know, like like I was saying, like if I if I feel like I'm in danger and you strike me, I'm probably I'm probably gonna strike you back. That's just it is it is what it is. But it depends, you know. Like if you're if you're a journalist, like an actual journalist, like Andy, like there's just there's certain things that you can't do, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep your professionalism no matter what. You're there to document and record, and so it's it's a tricky a tricky sort of thing and and some people that's just not their demeanor like i said andy's a very sweet man he's a very calm gentle sort of person that's the impression i get from him other yeah. people, that is not their demeanor you know they're like you said scrappy like i'm from new jersey and like the ghetto part of new jersey not the night nice- there a ghetto part of new jersey really i didn't know that. 
Elizabeth. I just think of it as one big suburb. Elizabeth Patterson, Newark, the whole New York. Oh, like Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, well, New, Newark, is that where the airport is? Newark, right? Newark. I think of New Jersey basically as Newark, Newark. and the suburbs. I guess. Yeah. They call it Newark. Yeah, we say Newark. We Newark. Say, Newark. We yeah. say Newark. Newark. They don't yeah. pronounce the W. We don't really. Newark. Yeah, it's really close to New York. No, we don't pronounce the A. We don't say Newark. We say Newark. Newark. Yeah. Newark. Newark. Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> whatever but again scrappy like i i didn't i didn't come of age in a small town i came of age in in a small city my graduating class in high school was like 900 kids like it's it's a big school you know that's People, huge to me that's like almost yeah. the size of my town i graduated with like 73 kids i think yeah. i like to say i was in the top 10 and then like when you realize i was ninth it's like i'm not even in the top 10 i was in like the top 200 <laughs> or whatever and i hardly even really tried in high school but yeah 900 around 900 was my graduating class it's huge so, it's it's, like, that's like a town yeah and you know there were fights all the time in school people used to like throw trash cans at each other in the courtyard during lunch when a fight would break out. Like I remember Halloween, my senior year, someone got whipped with a chain in the hallway, like a fight broke out and they got beat with a chain and people, would sneak, people snuck knives in the building. I think even, Oh my God. Yeah, it's like, it's, oh, I yeah. So that, but that stuff does give you a sort of a harder shell, you know, a harder, demeanor yeah like that's not out. where my shell comes from like yeah. the worst thing that ever happened in high school for me like we had a meth lab next door but it was like we had a, like that's you fun. know what i mean it caught on fire one day but there was an entire like 40 acres of horse farm in between so it's like you know i went into a school in a very small town so it's like there's nothing nothing there made me badass or hard it was yeah. <laughs> like that's crazy well i got you here i wanted to i noticed uh -huh. we had a a little point of agreement that uh -huh. is an unpopular opinion right oh, now we'll express it oh now. shit and uh -huh. it has to do with mr james o'keefe uh -huh. Because oh, uh, okay, yeah. We it's, also tend to think Mr. James O'Keefe is a little bit of a self self-aggrandizing narcissist. And yeah. He does a little bit too yeah. much. Well, of we this. haven't stated that on the show yet, although we've certainly tweeted as much online. But James O'Keefe is a self-aggrandizing narcissist. Brent stating. Well, I think that's probably true. Like and like you know. I don't think he's a great journalist, but I think he's probably like he makes entertaining shit. Like to be honest, okay, like I said this because that's material though. This sucks. Like this was <laughs> this was a terrible piece. Like to be honest, like I've seen better shit out of TMZ, and yeah. I think that's the most ridiculous stuff ever, right? But like, and I real I fully admit, like he's done some good stuff in the past, sure. Yes, yes uh, but sure. this is terrible. Past, and, like, general, general, a lot of that. I don't think that. he's great. A lot of that he definitely didn't do on his own, and he took it's a true. lot of he took a lot of credit. Took all the credit, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I can imagine that's true. I, like I don't know much about Project Veritas. I, I know I talked them once like, on Twitter before, and the reporters reached out to me and were like, Ugh. but like he's uh, you know I think he's a little like he, there's been some weird videos where he's like dancing and stuff, and I'm just like you're probably a fun dude to hang out with. Yeah. You're certainly entertaining. Um, but you're a paparazzo. You're not a journalist. Like you literally hit people up at the Beverly Hills Four Seasons, where all the pop. Like you were hanging out with paparazzi. That's probably <laughs> like the only reason you knew that Dylan Mulvaney was going to be there is because you're in the you're in the, like the paparazzi telegram, and so you knew he was going to be there, and you went to go do it because you thought it was like you know what I mean. Again, cool. Go 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 do that. You know what I mean. But you're a public figure, and I'm just saying like I think this is bullshit. Nobody yeah. should care what I think. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, totally. And I lost, I don't know how many followers, but like yeah. enough to go from like, I think it was like 20.1 to a solid 20. 
And so I just innocuously said, like, like I really don't care. Like I said, I had almost no followers a year yeah. ago. But like, yeah, yeah fuck James O'Keefe, man. Like, I'm sure you're great in real life, but as a journalist, um, he's not. A little I haven't met him. <laughs> I haven't met him, but I know people who've worked with him for many We've years. We've heard from multiple sources. <laughs> I bet he's great to have a beer with. Well, you know what I mean? Like to <laughs> hang out with. I bet he's funny as shit. Like, Let me clarify. Yeah. You, I also think he has done some good work. I respect. What yeah, of course. The thing with the whole, you know, Project Veritas situation, and it really opened my eyes to a lot <laughs> in the right wing commentary sphere. The thing with all of that is he spun it into a tale of martyrdom as if he did nothing wrong at all. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that that is not what happened. It's just not, you know, people. What, what do you mean? What so, happened? What did happen? I know nothing about this guy. Other than Explain it. He separated from Project Veritas. Oh, yeah, I do know that. But look, what's going on with there? Like, I just learned today yeah. from the. Okay. So how, yeah, I'll I'm give it to get some water. I'll be right I'll back. give the facts of what yeah, actually yeah, yeah. happened. So, the way, the way he spun it is that they kicked him out. That's not what happened. What happened okay. was in early February, he had a meltdown during a meeting where he was confronted by the CFO and the COO of Project Veritas, who had questions about his methods of soliciting donations and some other financial things. And they had some disagreement with him about that. I don't know all the details of that. Um, what I do know is he had a tantrum and he fired the CFO and the COO. Oh. He did not have the authority to do that. And no one wants to acknowledge that point. They make it seem like, oh, James O'Keefe, they pushed him out. It was a coup, this and this and that. You know, the investigation was unfair. Not acknowledging the fact that, like, the dude violated nonprofit bylaws. You can't just decide because I disagree with this officer and this high officer that I'm going to just fire them because I'm angry and I'm going to have a tantrum and fire them. Like, no, only the board of directors has the authority to appoint and to get rid of those officers. Nonprofits are set up this way for a reason. They're heavily scrutinized, especially tax wise. So if like there's anything funny going on with finance, it's like this is what people don't understand. Even if James O'Keefe being no longer with Project Veritas is the end of Project Veritas. An IRS audit also could have shut down Project Veritas. And no one wants to talk about this fact and they don't want to talk about the fact, I'm talking about the people who praise them, that you can't just violate the nonprofit bylaws and have no consequences to that. So he initiated that whole investigation against him when he did that. The board couldn't just do nothing. They're like, bro, you can't do that. You can't just fire these guys. So they had right. forced to reappoint them, reinstate them to their positions. And they put him, you know, on temporary leave. And a lot of the criticism the board gets, and I think there's something to this because people would have been mad either way, is folks think that they should have been more transparent about what was going on instead of trying to hide it. And from what I understand, what was going on with that is they were trying to save face for James. They wanted to handle the whole thing privately. And then someone, <laughs> we can guess who, I guess, but... Who knows, right? Leaked the grievance letter that was gathered during the investigation in which all the employees kind of, not all the employees, it was 16 of them and some other ones, 16 signed it and a bunch of other ones, gathered various complaints and things that they had, you know, that against James and stuff that he had done, his behavior from when they were working with him, right? That was gathered after the investigation was launched. The investigation was launched because he violated the bylaws and fired those two officers. Those are the facts. Now, you can disagree with how the board handled it 
you can you can disagree with all that stuff, but the facts remain. You don't own a nonprofit once you make it a nonprofit. It is no longer a company that you can use for whatever you want. It's not your private piggy bank. You can't just spend money willy-nilly on whatever the hell you want. Hell, maybe yeah. it's about black cars or the sandwich and all that stuff. But the point is, if there are any questions about finances, like the IRS will come down hard on your nonprofit. And if any right. nonprofit, they would have... If there's any nonprofit that the feds would have a reason to come down hard on and scrutinize, it would be something like Project Veritas. Yeah. So, I didn't do? realize that it was a nonprofit. Like I so I, I I remember now that you talk about this, I remember there's no one like the board wanted to dis themselves. And I was like, you know, boards do this all the time. That's why you have a board is kind of a balance. They of wanted power. to resolve like in the profit world, like get rid of your CEO if they're fucking up. You know what I mean? Like that and I remember that I guess now that you say it, and I thought like, okay, cool, like like he does kind of suck. And if I was the board, I would probably be saying I want a new CEO they too. But I didn't realize it's structured as a nonprofit. That's crazy. Like the they, wanted, company. they wanted to I, resolve it though, and that's why they kind of tried to keep it on the down. Yeah, try to do it quietly. And yeah. Someone leaked the grievance letter. Someone, someone, James, and probably. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea about like I don't even know of James enough to like to be like oh he leaked it. You know? I might have cut that. <laughs> but what you know the point the point is is they did try to resolve it with him. They did not fire him. They put him on temporary suspension pending investigation and instead of letting the investigation play out and clearing his name if you know 100% that I'm innocent they're after me you know pull the receipts prove what you're saying about me and I will fight mm -hmm. you even if it takes a year or whatever to keep my brand and to keep my team the team who are still loyal to me then you deal with it but instead what he did was he gave an ultimatum because his ego was hurt he told the board of directors that either they step down or he walks and that's what happened. They, they refused to step down. So he came in Monday morning on a holiday. He had that that's meeting. He had that meeting. He recorded the whole meeting, which was supposed to stay internal. No one was supposed to see that recording. But of Tim course he did. I should have known he was going to. Of course he did. But that. Tim Pool had that recording. Ten minutes later. Less than ten minutes after it was finished uh it was, i've never uh, watched anything of tim pool is he no. somebody i should be watching is that like him sometimes other times i don't know i mean i watch him because i do learn things and he has some interesting guests on there but i'll always yeah i've heard him on joe rogan but i've never but i'm surprised that o'keefe went to him I'm, to leak it maybe I, maybe he's bigger than i realized but he's got a big channel they know each channel. other and millions of stuff yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, oh! I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, I he's thought he was like OG. kind of big. Yeah. Honestly, wow. though, I'm just I'm so disillusioned with him. With a lot oh, of I'm gonna get canceled for that too. I'm disillusioned with a lot of these people, and they're not. A lot of these people aren't what they claim to be on the surface. You know, they act like they care about the causes, they care about the issues, they care about the stories. A lot of them really don't, dude. They just they do care about the fame and selling takes and and who's buddy buddying with who. And this take is sellers. That what Basil says, right? Take sellers. A lot of them. Correct. Yeah. He is correct. Oh, hundred percent. I use that term all the time now because I learned it. Yep. You know, streaming with you guys so, because of Basil. So do we. <laughs> and like, it's a lot. I realize like a lot of people who couldn't be famous. Yeah, shout out Basil. famous as like a take seller because they're like, oh yeah, okay. Like, that like, I'm, that's I'm a not. I'm not backup graphic. 
I'm not trying to start a fire war with O'Keefe and his people and whatever. Like, dude. Oh, dude, me neither. I, like I said, I think he's probably cool, but like some of his but, shit sucks. But people act like he's beyond criticism, that he's yeah, right? infallible, that he's incapable of making mistakes. And I'm sorry, I don't do cult of personality hero worship. I just don't do that. Like, I don't either, I, unless it's I, share. I, I supported like, him for many years. I was always a big proponent of yeah. But like just knowing people who worked at Project Veritas and hearing things about him and what was going on inside and then really analyzing that situation of how it went down and then how he tried to spin it. I'm just like, I'm sorry, I can't just stand behind that. I think you should have stood up for your team. You should have exonerated your name. And if you actually did anything wrong, you should have apologized and said, look, you know, I'm going to try to do better and resolve the situation and keep going. No, he threw his whole team under the bus and then he tried to burn Project Veritas to the ground in the process when there are a lot of great really? people. Yes, there are a lot of great people. I missed them. all of this. <laughs> I didn't even know what OMG Media was. They yeah. were like, oh, I hope I like, and I like in the comments and then somebody finally, I clicked on it and he's already got like a half million followers. That was the, I, I, tagged, like, I tagged them, yeah. Oh, is that okay? Like, I knew somebody well, did, and I clicked on it, and I was like, "Okay, this guy's doing fine." Apparently, well, he like, he knew he had the fame. monetize some of that. Well, he knew he had the fame, he had the recognition, he knew he could just instead of let the investigation yeah. play out, and it might not look good for him if he did, he could just walk away, spin it as a martyr narrative because he loves that. He loves to be the martyr. People will say he doesn't. No, the guy likes it, and mm -hmm. walk away and start a new thing. But, dude, it gets crazier, man. Like, it really gets crazier. Like, what he was doing, <laughs> like, spying on employees, former employees, trying to see who was loyal to him, who he could poke. Uh, like, he was going, I, I see. People don't understand. Like, they just see the surface level. They hear yeah. things like, oh, they sold out to Pfizer, this and this and that. Like, that's all bullshit. There's no evidence for that. There's no evidence they sold out to Pfizer. And I can tell you for a fact, that so that's a big accusation because like i don't know much about project veritas right like i mean i see this stuff but like i'm not a huge fan of like the style of it i guess and like i guess we'll see where they go since they separated but like i'm surprised to hear the, like the Pfizer thing because they're like their most important work and somebody who's kind of critical of them i feel like their most important work has been around the you know with Pfizer right okay. like and the things that they've released there so to like to hear that that came out like, this is where the theory comes from, though, because oh, obviously, because yeah. separration yeah. with James and that conflict, that internal conflict, happened uh, immediately yeah. after their biggest story ever, which was the Pfizer story, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing, too, like James Wack, like he had a huge hand in that. And from what I understand, he didn't have a big hand in that. The most he did was he confronted the guy, Jordan, at the restaurant, which was a big video, and it was funny, you know. But all that work was done by his team. This is the thing. Like, there's an entire team yeah. who was behind him. And this is why he has these stupid skits now, like these TMZ-style crap, because he doesn't have that amazing team anymore. He walked away from a lot of them. A few of them went with him, and I'm sure he hired some new people. And look, more power to them. Like, if there's more people covering stories, I think that's a good thing. But at the end of the day, he he was not the one doing everything at Project Veritas. He was most yeah. of it. Sure, he had great ideas. He micromanaged. And, <clears throat> you know, we could comment on that as well and how smart that is to always he micromanage. He did the fundraising. He did the know. fundraising. He was very good at that. He was the face of the organization. That's true. And if anything, I think that was actually the weakness of Project Veritas. 
is that James didn't showcase more people there. He made it the James O'Keefe show. That's why you had all the dancing and all this stuff. And it's, yeah. not, like, it's not like they had a problem with that necessarily. If anything, they actually kind of wanted him to do what he's doing now to start a separate organization for that stuff a profit, a for-profit organization, and then to keep Project Veritas separate for the journalism. But he wanted to yeah. keep views together. And that's, you know, there you go. You have a difference in, in vision there that develops. And you don't own a nonprofit anymore. I'm sorry, but as soon as you establish it as that, that's not your company anymore. Right, it's, yeah. It's bigger than you. And that's kind well, of how I look at the whole situation with him. It's like, it's like he had a child. He gave birth to this child. The child grew up, became its own person, and instead of letting it grow up and expand, giving more, you know, showtime and airtime to other people involved, giving more credit to the team and all these people, he wanted to reel it in and control it and to keep it, you know, under lock and key. And it's exactly how I want it, when I want it. And sorry, yeah. that's not, you have all these other people involved now. It's bigger than you. Yeah. So you, like you guys obviously understand the situation far deeper than I do. Like, I just kind of think the guy's a tool and like, I, I, again, I think he's interesting. We're internet addicts. Yeah. I also, I know, I know a couple I'm an internet addict, but like, I just have kind of, you know what I mean? I just am like, whatever. And I think there's a place for him. Like again, like I was amused to see yeah. Dylan Mulvaney, you know, frantic in the sure. Beverly Hills Hilton. Sure. Don't get me wrong. I, I love gossip. Alex, as the next I, I like, personally wouldn't call it harassment either. I mean, look, you're fine to confront people like Dylan. If anything, Dylan should be confronted. My problem with that yeah. like, video wasn't that. It wasn't that he confronted Dylan. It was that he confronted Dylan about a very specific story, men in women's prisons that they put out, a very yeah. specific story that dylan was not directly related to and normally what they would do is at least when he was with project veritas is when they would have a new leak and a new story come out they would confront someone directly related to that story that's what they would do instead what it seems he tried to link him to this irrelevant story right like to that dumb. he tried to ride off of the massive amount of attention that dylan mulvaney is getting to get more attention onto o'keefe media group that's what it seems oh like. yeah i forgot it was his story too somebody yeah. linked it and i so, kind of i only skimmed through it i didn't totally watch the whole thing but what, yeah what did that end up doing all it did was it made the conversation about james o'keefe and dylan mulvaney not Right. You were going back and forth with somebody in the replies on like, you know what I mean? Saying yeah. along that line. And I was just like, what the fuck video are we even talking about? That's like, this, point, you know what I mean? And then I went back and I was like, oh yeah, like the whole thing that he's harassing him is about a video of like yeah. rape in prison. But I was like, this is like an example. Like I'm not like totally stupid. So like I should, you know, I should be able to watch a news clip sure. and kind of get the gist of what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? And I was just was like, I have no idea what's going on here. This is just a man chasing another man through the four seasons. Exactly. Like, like I, kind I, of amusing, but yeah. not, I don't, I'm not smarter because of it. Like I don't know any new facts. I don't have any new information. Yeah. I have no new opinion of either one of these men. It was just kind of like, Okay, cool. You know what I mean? Let's should be on TikTok. And what he should have did was maybe, you know, like what they'll normally do is they'll start those videos with the craziest moment of what they're about to show. So you took more people in. So do that. Start with the craziest moment, whatever you're confronting Dylan, and then cut to some context and say, all right, here's the leak that we put out recently. Here's the story about what's happening. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. People have context. Then you go to the video of you confronting Dylan. I still think Dylan shouldn't have been confronted about it because it wasn't related. But that at least would have brought attention to the story. No, the point wasn't to bring attention yeah. to the story. <laughs> the point was to bring attention to James. That's, right. mm-hmm. That's the only way I can interpret that. So, it, it totally was. I mean, like the thing was, was like he's he's known for editing. So why didn't he do? Why didn't he do some of that splicing? You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, if he was the great journalist, everybody's saying uh, there should be some context. Remember what I said. Remember what I said. Yeah, no, it makes sense now because you were saying his team did everything for him, and that seems to be, I guess, obvious. And like at the end of the day, I don't care that people don't like me because I don't like James O'Keefe. Yeah. And I don't dislike him. I just don't think he's a great journalist. I don't think he's brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, um, How dare you but, like, but I also like, I don't care that Dylan Mulvaney got hit up by what I consider a paparazzi. Like Dylan Mulvaney is a celebrity now. You know, that's part, that's part of your job, buddy. Like here, you here, signed here, up for You it. ordered, honey. Here it is. Uh, like, if anything, you should have played it up a little better for, you know what I mean, for the footage. Like, you should have made it seem like you were being really harassed. If Actually, you were I, I a good celebrity, take that publicity and run with it. <laughs> Dylan actually was a little impressive in how composed he was able to stay and, you know. Yeah. I, you know what? Like, people will, like, I will make fun of Dylan Mulvaney until I die. And especially if he never gives up this whole woman <laughs> shit. But at the end of the day, I don't hate Dylan. Like, I think he would probably be hilarious to hang out with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I look at Dylan. I see Dylan. I see a flamboyant gay man who really wants attention and probably needs to go talk to somebody. To hang out with. But I think he's, like, he's funny. And I think, like, I think think he's really down the wrong path right now. And I hope he kind of corrects. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like... You're a public figure. You're free to your paparazzi, like James O'Keefe, paparazzi. Like that's part of your territory. Yeah. Internet trolls like me making fun of you is part of your territory. But at the end of the day, like I, you know, like I think you're a funny, decent person. Um, I don't know if I'd call like, him a decent person. I don't even know if I'd call him funny, entertaining. Yeah. Okay, maybe decent person because I, I like I am not personal. Like I'm not personally so. I, like I, I always get corrected by like women and I feel like an asshole because like it, it, you know what i mean like i'm not personally offended by dylan because i'm not a woman you know what i mean so but i certainly see where people would find that offensive i am not like you, you know what i mean like i'm not offended i think what he's doing is bullshit and like and i totally can empathize with somebody that is offended but i'm not and so when i say like he's a decent person i don't think he is intentionally trying to hurt anyone i think he's trying to Get a bunch of attention. Look, you got got the attention you ordered, like you said. But I think the takeaway from that whole video is they both wanted attention. James wanted. Oh yeah, totally. Totally attention. But you're right. He Dylan handled it in a way that is like you're right. It was impressive because it seems like he would have played it up to get more attention, and he kind of almost played it down. So it was like. You know what I mean? Like, all of character. The story. And it's a very important story. I'm not going to take away from that. I think that story yeah. that the media group put out is an important story. I still story. don't know it, but I have to go. I, it well, looks more important. Like, yeah. I kind of skimmed through your video, and I was like, not not today, For but men and women's sometimes. Prisons. That's it. The, That's whole, the, the whole phenomenon. The yeah, the whole phenomenon of men and women's prisons as an issue as a whole is important. Very common in California yeah. and Canada. And oh, yeah. 
And yeah, and in all the blue again. states, yeah. it's really more popular. And we've discussed it on our show before too. We had Heather Mason on, who's a part of Cause Bar, and they they talk all about this stuff and what's happening in Canada. So like, it is an issue we care about. We advocate for that stuff as well. And that was what upset me about the whole thing. It's like, dude, you put out this story that's really important, and instead of focusing on that, you overshadowed it with Dylan Mulvaney. And now everyone's just talking about Dylan, 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 and you. And you even made people. Yeah like dylan feel bad for dylan that's how cringe the video was yeah exactly i do not feel bad for dylan but like i think my tweet got true that i feel bad and i don't i don't like i'm just whatever dude like and also like, I, just, I just want to say like, i have so much shit going on in my job like this is the yes, easiest okay. thing that could happen to me if i got paid what you get paid to do this shit fine uh but like I don't feel bad for Dylan. Like that's his yeah. territory. Like you know, what I mean, he signed up for that. She's shit, set for so. life. She got enough money. She's set for life. She got millions yeah. now. She's good. You don't have to worry about Dylan. Can, can, guys, can uh, I heard somebody say we can cut that early? Can I pee and then can can I pee first? I thought I was gonna oh, make it. Gonna gonna wrap wrap yeah, no, we can wrap yeah. it up. We're it's, about it's, we're at ninety minutes we're in. One thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hate to make it sound like that, but I didn't know. Well, if, it's all like, good. Tell people where they can find you, Storm. Where's what's your Twitter? Uh, pretty much the only place you can find me is on Twitter, and it's at Storm Robinson, which is my name. Um, you can find my Instagram, but I will ignore you there, probably. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. All right. so, Go follow yeah. Storm, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and we will be back again soon with another one. Thanks for chatting with us, Storm. We appreciate it. Yes, thanks for being here. No, I appreciate you guys giving me a chance to kind of um, – I feel like I talked too much, and I'm sorry. Oh, you're the guest. I feel bad for the way this is ending, but I got it. Like, I'm going to Oh, you got to pee. It's fine. <laughs> but I do appreciate the opportunity we to talk you. and be able to kind of clear the air. So, yeah, hopefully we can do it again. So we'll do it again for sure. Later, man. Love you. Cool. Bye. Right, have a good one.